0: Episode 21. Hi, I'm Stephanie Cicerelli, your host. VoxTalk rounds up the stories, the audio features, and the tips that matter to you. VoxTalk is a community podcast for voice actors, and we're proud of it. Before we hear from Colin, let's find out what's been going on recently in the world of voiceovers. The Loop, informing you of news and current voiceover events. If you're a fan of the Buffalo Sabres and watch the team on the MSG Network, you're familiar with the voice talents of Ralph Haas, the imaging voice talent for the Sabres television broadcasts. A new video interview with Ralph is available on YouTube.com that highlights his vocal talents as well as presents you with a glimpse of his work behind the scenes. To watch the video, go to the Vox Daily blog at blogs.voices.com voxdaily. In other news, Microsoft took another step in the speech technology and contact center market, acquiring Mountain View, California-based TellMe Networks, Tell TellMe provides voice services that include directory assistance, customer service and voice-enabled applications. Its mobile search service at 1-800-555-TELL helps users to find local businesses, sports scores and movie times. Businesses use Tell Me's voice services and platform to provide customers with voice access services ranging from banking to package tracking. To learn more about this acquisition, visit searchcrm.techtarget.com. Interested in birdhouses? Country music celebrity birdhouses designed or inspired by the likes of Dirk Bentley, Faith Hill, Rascal Flats, and Keith Urban are being auctioned off as part of the sixth annual The Birdhouse Thing Auction, benefiting the W.O. Smith Nashville Community Music School. Bidding for the auction on www.opry.com and Sunday, March 18th. All proceeds benefit the W.O. Smith Nashville Community Music School, a nonprofit organization that has provided music education to thousands of low-income children who otherwise would not have been able to afford such instruction. To place a bid on the birdhouse of your favorite country artist, visit opreyauction.com. Helping you grow your voiceover business. Whether it's just a little bit of spring cleaning for you or if you're in for an all out demo overhaul, updating a commercial demo from time to time is necessary. Today in The Biz, we'll be covering several indicators that you need to update your commercial demo. The lifespan of a commercial demo is determined by a number of factors. Common indicators that your demo or parts of a voiceover demo may be past their prime are dates and times mentioned in the ad copy, music selections, voice age, and references to pop icons and events of yesteryear. First, let's take a look at dates and times. Mark Cashman received a question on the Ask The Voice Cat blog about how often a voice talent should update their commercial voiceover demo. Mark focused on the issue of dates and times, saying that if a product is mentioned to be older than two years, try to edit out the date or leave the dates out altogether when recording initially. And now on to music. Music often sets the tone for a voiceover demo and helps establish your personal branding style. Don't let styles of music that have been shelved for too long give clients the wrong impression of your production or music selection skills. There are many royalty-free music libraries out there where you can purchase updated music and sound effects to keep your demos current. Don't worry, there's links on the blog to those. And now on to VoiceAge. If you recorded your commercial demo in the 80s, or even in the early to mid 90s, perhaps even late 90s for some of you, the demo itself may not only sound aged, but your voice may have matured since that recording too. Voices age just like your bodies do. From what I've heard. Men's voices do not change nearly as often or as dramatically as women's voices do. A woman's voice will continue to mature until they are 40 years of age, establishing their signature sound in their vocal prime. And That's a lot of changing and readjusting to your voice and vocal technique in the span of a voiceover career. And finally, we find ourselves again in the ad copy refinement phase. I'm talking about references to popular icons and events of the past. If you have a spot that mentions a Beatles reunion with Paul, George, and Ringo, it may be time to cut that bit. If you have a reunion tour of a band or anniversary reference in the ad copy on your demo, make sure that it is still relevant or at least accurate. Now you have the tools to evaluate the state of your commercial demo. Take the time now to listen to your current commercial voiceover demo and let us know what you dig up. Leave a comment at Vox Daily with some of your discoveries, or as always, you can send in some audio feedback to media at voices.com. Tech Talk, walking you through the technological landscape. And now here's some voiceover tips from Colin Campbell of AffordableAnouncer.com.
1: Colin Campbell from AffordableAnouncer.com trying to explain the difference between balanced and unbalanced audio. The first basic difference is that unbalanced audio is something you find in consumer electronic gear down at your Best Buy and your home theater equipment. It's a simple two-conductor cable that runs between all of these pieces of equipment to carry the audio. It works fine in short lengths and in consumer, uh, consumer electronics because you really don't notice the noise when you're not so hypercritical, and because the cable lengths are short, they don't have so much of an opportunity to pick it up in the first place. In professional audio, however, especially with microphones that are working at such a low level that is later amplified, and with cable lengths that might exceed the short lengths of consumer electronics... Noise can be picked up easily if you only have these two conductors inside the cable. So long ago, they came up with what is called common mode rejection, or balanced audio. Now, this is where it gets very technical. If you've ever heard anything about phase relationships in audio, for instance, if you have a set of stereo speakers, and one of them is hooked up backwards, where the red and black, where the plus and minus are reversed, it creates a hole-in-the-middle effect, basically because the two then become out-of-phase, and when there are two signals that are equal and one is reversed in polarity the two then cancel each other so what balanced audio does is use this basic law of physics to an advantage to cancel noise how it works is on the way out of an xlr or balanced connector they have an extra third conductor not just two but three cable three signal paths inside the cable the signal is applied to the two signal carrying paths equally but with uh, one just slightly behind the other in time or out of phase with the other and if a noise gets on the cable, the noise is unaware of this phase relationship. So at the far end of the cable, the two signals are put back in phase to bring back the original quality of the audio signal, but the noise then becomes out of phase and cancels itself. It's an ingenious scheme and hard to understand without understanding phase relationships in audio. But anyway, I wanted to try to give it a shot. And please, people, let's not feed our high-quality audio interface XLR connector Uh, with adapters from Radio Shack down into the eighth-inch line-in on our sound blaster in the back of our PC. This is fraught with problems. Another uh, difference between professional and consumer audio is that professional audio travels at plus 4 decibels, or is louder or hotter than consumer audio that travels at negative 10. With all manner of cable adapters, trying to mate professional audio equipment with consumer equipment is fraught with problems. And just because you can buy the adapters to make the connectors work doesn't mean you're... Uh, doing the right thing electrically or technically. Well, that's it. Trying to cover a highly technical subject in just a few minutes. Here I am again. Colin Campbell from AffordableAnnouncer.com. Thanks.
0: Thanks, Colin. Another great segment. If you found Colin's segment to be particularly helpful, why not send him an email and let him know? You can email Colin at his website, AffordableAnnouncer.com. VoxBox. Answering your voiceover questions. Earlier this week, I posted an article to the Vox Daily blog asking how you unwind after recording sessions. We received some very interesting responses. For some of you, it may be eating food or enjoying a drink that you normally wouldn't have before recording, while others said that they preferred activities outdoors as a reward for a long day in front of the mic. For instance, Jason McCoy chimed in to say that one of the ways he rewards himself after recording voiceovers is a tall glass of milk with Oreo cookies. Now, doesn't that sound decadent? If you'd like to share what you do post-recording session to relax or treat yourself, leave a comment on the Vox Daily blog or send in an audio clip to be played here in the Vox box. You can email your mp3 to media at voices.com. that's it for today's show we'd really love to hear from you let us know what you think of vox talk and what this podcast means to you if you've been waiting to contribute i want to encourage you to be an active part of this community podcast vox talk is what you make of it so be sure that you are giving back even just a little bit of what this podcast gives to you i'm your host stephanie cicerelli enjoy your weekend